Hey everybody, it's been a 007 back for another 10 minute movie review and today I am talking about the big Bollywood blockbuster release of the week, Javan or Soldier, starring Shah Rukh Khan, arguably the biggest star of Bollywood right now. He returns to our screens for the second time this year. The year opened with his big action thriller, Patan, which I felt was more like a Mission Impossible film. This film is kind of like a revenge thriller action movie with a very heavy social justice agenda that I loved. It's one part Count of Monte Cristo, one part Dark Knight Returns, one part Charlie's Angels, and one part Expendables. There is a lot going on in this film. It is directed by the Tamil cinema wonderkind Atli, who apparently just makes blockbuster after blockbuster in South Indian cinema, and this is his first big Bollywood Hindi cinema release. I think that Distinction may be lost on white Western audiences, but it's a big crossover. Um, Atlee is known for having absorbed martial arts films from Far Eastern cinema, all the Western canon of big blockbuster action films, Christopher Nolan, John Woo. There is so much being absorbed and repurposed, recreated in his own style. And I think that this film delivers action set pieces that are as good as anything in Bollywood cinema and frankly in Western cinema. I think these are going to be the best action sequences you see this year, probably apart from Mission Impossible 7, and that is high praise indeed. I also love the way that the film really showcases the full range of Shah Rukh Khan's talents, whether as an action star, a comedy star, a romantic hero, it's all here. But at the same time as all this crazy hoopla, the film is also really admirably and boldly drawing attention to some of the structural injustices and corruption in contemporary India. It's not a perfect film. It's not a five-star film. I think it falls down on the lack of chemistry in the central romantic relationship, really lame musical numbers, and some retrograde gender politics, more of which later. So what's it all about? Shah Rukh Khan stars as a masked vigilante. He has six female sidekicks and they rob the rich to give to the poor. It's a Robin Hood story. But at the same time, they're doing it all in a very social media savvy way in order to raise awareness of the plight of the poor in India. The police might crow that they want to see the women in prison, but the joke is that they already are. We very quickly learn that Shah Rukh Khan is their prison warden and that these women haven't so much been imprisoned for crimes they didn't commit, but that the crimes they committed were justified rebellion against deep social injustice. So they are true vigilantes in every sense of the word. While the women all have beef that they need to settle, it becomes clear that um, Shah Rukh Khan's character, Azad, his real nemesis is a big-time weapons dealer called Gali Gaikwad, played by Vijay Setiapati, who's also a big star of South Indian cinema. Um, meanwhile, in real life, there is a totally unnecessary subplot because every Bollywood movie needs a love story where Azad is being set up for an arranged marriage with uh, a woman called Narmada, played again by a South Indian star called Nayantara. And it turns out, obviously, because Bollywood, 
that she is a police hostage negotiator who's actually going up against Azad in his master vigilante format. And she has a cute little girl called Suji. The plot is genuinely very complicated and layered and multi-generational. And I don't want to say too much more about it because there are genuine plot twists that really surprised me and that I didn't guess were coming. And they are so satisfying when you see them play out. I even feel the trailer to this film is a misdirect and it's all just so superbly put together. It's like an intricate puzzle box and I really appreciated that about this film. So kudos to all of the writing team. I also feel that the real reason to watch this film is the action. The action set pieces are just absolutely fantastic, whether the choreography in hand-to-hand combat or the big vehicle chase scenes. The shooting style is kinetic, the editing. This is action, modern action at its finest. I also feel that this isn't just copying MI7 or a John Woo film. It's also adding its own stylish twist. There are some really lovely individual moments. I mean, maybe one too many close-ups on Shah Rukh Khan's eyes and a drop of blood falling down his cheek. But, you know, there are some really great little stylish twists on the normal action set pieces. There's a scene that involves a lot of lorries and the good guys are on top of a lorry and someone loses control of their gun. And in the kinetic dynamic force of the lorry, it sort of kind of ends up rushing off the back of one lorry and lodging itself in the windscreen of another, which is how the bad guys know that they're being ambushed. It's just so stylish and there are so many of these little moments. I also really love an aspect of the action, which is basically like the Indian expendables, like these really old guys on motorcycles using very old school tricks to foil the bad guys. And I would happily see a set of spin-off movies of these old expendables just running around India on motorbikes dispensing justice A-team style. And mostly centered on these guys too. I really love the occasional flashes of humor in this film. It's not a comedy, so don't go expecting a lot of mischief and a lot of laughs. But when they do come, they are really well done. Partly because Shah Rukh Khan is genuinely quite funny, but also because the writer-director Atlee is willing to acknowledge and wink at us at the absurdity of the film that he's making and all of the kind of the meta references in there. So there's a joke about Shah Rukh Khan dying his hair, you know, all these aging Bollywood stars who can't admit they're old. There's a joke about how he would love to play opposite Alia Butt, but she's too young, which is a joke about how Bollywood always pairs, and actually Hollywood, right? These older action heroes with much younger female stars. There are so many knowing in-jokes. It's not like a super smart meta comedy, but when these jokes come, they really hit, and I really appreciated that. I also love the fact that while the action is phenomenal, and that's why you go to see this film, it does have progressive politics and a real focus on social justice, which I think is really coming from Atli. I think it is kind of quietly radical that the female lead, Narmada, is a single mum. She got pregnant in university. The guy didn't stand by her. And that is not held against her by the hero, Azad. I know that might sound really obvious to a Western audience, but I think that's quite radical for an Indian film. I think it's also wonderful how this film shows the true diversity of India, both racially, religious. You know, you have a lot of characters who are from the Indian border with China, and they look racially very different from the classic sort of Hindi cinema look, but they're equally validly Indian. 
You see a lot of South Indians, a lot of poor rural folk. There's a very moving scene where you see people who are victims of chemical spills from factories and you're seeing the genuine victims and they're poor and they're dark skinned and they're undernourished. And it's, again, just an aspect of India that you often don't see in a big blockbuster film. Not everyone here has the classic sort of Hindi, Indian look, light skinned, um, rich, well-groomed. And I really, really appreciate that. In terms of the issues under discussion, Azad and his Charlie's Angels are fighting against social injustice and they point to the financial burden and consequent suicides of Indian farmers really in the news because of all the farmer protests in the last couple of years, particularly in my home region of Punjab. They point to the shocking health divide between public and private hospitals, extreme in India, but let's face it, an issue that resonates even in contemporary Western society. They talk about the ongoing toxic pollution from factories nearly four decades after the Bhopal disaster. So something that will really resonate with Indian audiences. Um, And then they talk about businessmen. And then they also focus on businessmen buying off politicians and in some cases just directly buying votes. They focus on dodgy public procurement resulting in shoddy goods and the loss of life. Something that, again, it resonates in the West, right? We had shoddy public procurement in the COVID crisis. So some of this stuff really shines a light on modern India and gives you a window into that world. And some of it just resonates wherever you're watching the film. The most radical thing about this film overall, however, is the final speech that Azad gives to the Indian nation. And it's radical because it works both on the the level of the character saying this, but also because it is Shah Rukh Khan, who is a Muslim married to a Hindu. And he represents a kind of diverse and inclusive and successful India that maybe isn't in the agenda of someone like Modi, who is a Hindu nationalist and would not want to see the acknowledgement of India's historical diversity or the idea that you can have this mixing and this successful integration of the multiple Indias. So in this speech, Shah Rukh Khan slash Azad um, holds up his finger, which is very resonant because that's how you vote in India, right? It's how you show your identity on these electronic voting machines and tells the people watching to use their vote wisely, to hold politicians to account and to ask exactly what they're going to do for you and your family rather than just voting along religious lines, caste lines, all the ways in which India seems to divide itself against itself. Um, This seemed to me to be a really bold and interesting move on the part of Shah Rukh Khan. I applaud it because I think there is a heightened politicized atmosphere in a Bollywood where, you know, council culture, as we conceive of it in the West, doesn't even begin to cover what's going on. That said, I did think it was funny that the the main bad guy in this film is an arms dealer, when at the same time, Shah Rukh Khan is really lauding Sanjay Dutt and giving him this quite prominent cameo role, given Sanjay Dutt's real life implications in weapons dealing. Or is the point that Sanjay was the victim himself of corrupt politics? I think it's probably more the latter. Either way, it's great to see Sanju back on screen after his recent fight with lung cancer. And it really is a great cameo. Um... Okay, so there's so much to love in the politics of this film. I think there is some stuff on the negative side of the scale. And I was thinking of it last night and how it contrasts with 
Rocky Orani and the very um, radical gender discussion that was on show in that film. Because even though there are super smart women and super strong women at all levels of this film, fundamentally, there is something retrograde about the Charlie's Angels concept. So the idea that all of these super smart women are taking orders from their quote unquote male chief. And let's And let's not forget that the central beef in this film really is one between men, Azad versus Gali Gaikwad. So the women are sort of incidental to this, even though they do have their own issues they're avenging. And even at a very basic, simplistic level, you see this sort of dissonance in the gender conversation played out in the lyrics to the terrible songs. So at one point, the first big song is set in a women's prison, and it's meant to be all about these amazing women. And then Shah Rukh Khan is singing and dancing about how you've got to be a strong man and be a man among men who's respected by men for being strong. And it's just like, what are you doing, mate? Do you not see that this is really contradictory? Which brings me to the other things that really let the film down. Number one, the music. Annie Ruth Ravichanda's score, it's obvious, it's unimaginative. The big song and dance set pieces are really lame, not just insofar as the tunes aren't memorable or interesting, but the choreography is super basic, the costumes look cheap. It takes a lot to make someone as beautiful as Deepika Padukone look ordinary, but somehow this film manages it. And what makes it worse is that the the songs aren't spread evenly through the film. So when it opens, there are these two amazing action set pieces. And then you have two really bad songs that just sort of lose the pace of the film. In fact, the only tune that I think is genuinely potentially a banger is the final song, but it's played over the end credits. And I don't know about you guys, but when I watched this in the cinema, the house lights had already been brought up and people were leaving as the actually only good tune was playing. So it, it felt a little bit wasted there. The other thing that I think lets this film down is that the lead actress, Nayanthara, is absolutely beautiful. I understand she's done a lot of work in South Indian film, but she has zero chemistry or charisma on screen. She doesn't play well opposite Shah Rukh Khan. Maybe it's because she's not used to the language. Maybe it's because of the age gap. Somehow they don't seem to gel. I never bought into their relationship. And it's kind of made obvious by the fact that when Shah Rukh Khan is playing opposite Deepika Badakon, they really do have chemistry and you really do buy into that relationship. And Badakon just seems so much more at ease on screen. I mean, she's a megastar. Of course she would. Still, for all its flaws, the music, the central relationship, I think Javan remains a really compelling action film. I think you're unlikely to see better action set pieces in Indian cinema this year and maybe Bar Mission Impossible 7 in cinema full stop. So if you are an action fan, if you're a Shah Rukh fan, I think go have a look at this film and you will not be disappointed. Javan has a running time of 169 minutes. It is rated 15 in the UK and it went on global release on September the 7th. Whatever you watch this week, I hope you have fun. You can find full written reviews at bina007.com. You can also find me at vokpodcast.com, Vassals of Kingsgrave, where we talk about all things pop culture. Thank you for listening.